today to This Needs to Be Said, TNTBS, and I am your host, Catherine Waddell. There is such a need for people to be able to be truthful today. We've been tactful all around the world, and in the midst of that, trying to fit in so we conform, we want to be accepted. Then one day you ask yourself, what is my truth? While digging through a lot of baggage, gathered from wanting to belong somewhere and not sure what you believe, there's a crying out for all those things that should be said that are not being said. No longer will we pretend that there are no issues to address or that we are only going to talk about certain ones. This show, coupled with our blog site and our website, will be the beginning of you finding your way. There is an elephant in the room. Let's talk about it. You were thinking it. We're going to talk about it. Thank you so much for joining us today for This Needs to Be Said. There's an elephant in the room. We're going to get you motivated today, Monday, top of the week, top of most people's work week, right? We're getting you right after lunchtime. And listen, we're going to have Deanna Holliger come and share with you a little words of motivation with her Mindset Minute. You're going to hear Daily Dose of Weird News, politics, as well as getting fit with Coach Tony Ustry, the author of The Fitness Game. You need to join us in the TNTBS Fitness Tribe. Things have really turned up. I love the activity that's happening in the group. We have a 30-day challenge going on, working on your abs. You may think, oh, that's no big deal, but what it has become is something exciting because we're doing this together. We're holding each other accountable. And everybody, they're doing some other things. They're jogging or they're doing other kind of weight training or whatever. But just to have this one thing that we are all working on together, drinking more water, is just really good. Everyone is looking to have a healthy lifestyle, and in the fitness tribe, you're able to do that. Come out to Facebook at the TNTVS Fitness Tribe. Put in your request to join, and we'll add you. We want to grow together. I'll be back after this short break. Call all dreamers. Dreamers, come and get it. You ready? Come and get it, you want it, come and get it, right here, come and get it, for real, just come and get it, takes work, but you can get it, takes time, but you can get it, stop talking, come and get it, keep pushing, and you will get it, you hope and ask for great things, when you dream, watching others make it happen easily it seems but you don't see behind the scenes it's called the real deal you gotta make it happen now that's keeping it real you're ready come and get it you want it come and get it right here come and get it for real just come and get it it's work but you Yeah. 
likes free stuff, right? What if you could access a directory full of free stuff like magazine subscriptions, ebooks, video e-courses, business consultations, online memberships, and so much more? You know, stuff like that. Deciding to become an entrepreneur is tough enough, so why not use free tools and resources to help you on your journey? Grab your piece of the free stuff at www.project-push.org. Then click on the free stuff link near the top to get started. www.project-push.org. Do you like talk shows? Do you like to hear one talk, sports, current news, and even share humor and adult jokes? Then you'll love the Alice Cardinale Talk Show, which airs every Sunday night at 6 p.m. Eastern. BlogTalkRadio.com forward slash Chef Alex Talk Show is where we're at. 347-989-1709. Dial 1 to let your voice be heard on the Alex Cardinale Talk Show. Let Brighton Travel help you with your getaway vacation or cruise. We're a full-service agency, so we specialize in honeymoons, hotel, air, and car rental as well. Call today at 704-491-3528, or you can reach us on the web at brightontravel.com. Royal Destiny Salon and Spa, where you are royalty. Specializing in children's hair, natural, weaved, and relaxed hair. Looking for a professional stylist who cares not only about how good hair looks, but also how healthy it feels? Then Royal Destiny Salon and Spa is the place for you. Royal Destiny Salon and Spa, located at 4936 Albemarle Road, Suite 14, Charlotte, North Carolina. Call today to schedule your appointment for a more beautiful you. 724 734 8043. That number again is 724 734 8043. 
there will never be a point in your time in your life where it's the right time to do a great thing if you're waiting for that perfect perfect moment that perfect timing is not going to happen you know what you have to do you have to create the perfect time and the perfect opportunity and the perfect situation that a lot of people become comfortable they stop growing they stop wanting anything they, they become satisfied people getting ready to go to jobs that they don't like jobs that are making them sick you see when you're not pursuing your goal you are literally committing spiritual suicide when you have some goal out here that you're stretching for and reaching for that takes you out of your comfort zone you'll find out some talents and abilities you have that you didn't know you have when the messenger of misery visits you what are you going to do what will keep you in the game there are things that you think you'll never need to know that you may only need to know one time in your life but that could save your life because you had that knowledge unless you attempt to do something beyond that which you've already mastered you will never grow what is it that you looked at at some point in time and you decided that you couldn't do it? That you talked yourself out of it? You're waiting on your next door neighbor to make it happen for you. It may not happen. If you're waiting on your mother or your father, they may be so ancient in their thinking that they don't understand this opportunity that you have. And if you're waiting on them, it may never get done. You don't beg average people to be phenomenal. You don't beg good people to be phenomenal. You just are phenomenal and you will attract phenomenal. What reason can you remember that you can call on, that you can reach on, that can make you get back up? Find that reason. If you're not where you are, if you're not where you want to be, if you don't have what you want, want to have, if you're not where you think you should be at this particular place, it has nothing to do with the system, but it has everything to do with the fact that you're not making the sacrifice. I want you to make that dream become a reality because if you don't, you will be working for somebody else to make their dreams become a reality. Everybody is against you or don't believe in you no more. And let me tell you something, that's a lonely feeling. It's a lonely feeling, particularly people that you're doing it for. Most people take their greatness, take their ideas to the graveyard with them. Listen to me, if it was easy, everybody would do it. There are people right now who are working who don't want to work. There are people who hate their job, but they keep getting up to do it. The wealthiest place on the planet is the graveyard. Because in the graveyard, we will find inventions that we never, ever were exposed to. Ideas, dreams that never became reality. Hopes and aspirations that were never acted upon. The question is, what are you going to do with your time? What drives you? Greatness is a lot of small things done well. Day after day, workout after workout, obedience after obedience, day after day. When things don't work out for you, when things happen that you could not anticipate, what are the reasons that you can think of that can keep you strong?
You will never ever be successful until you turn your pain into greatness, until you allow your pain to push you from where you are to push you to where you need to be. Stop running from your pain and embrace your pain. Your pain is going to be a part of your pride, a part of your product. I, I challenge you to push yourself. See, it's easy to be on the bottom. It doesn't take any effort to be a loser. It doesn't take any motivation, any drive in order to stay down there on a low level. But it calls on everything in you. You have to harness your will to say, I'm going to challenge myself. I mean that what you did last week don't count. Today, today is the only important day. There are 86,400 seconds in a day, and how you use those are critical. You got 86,400 today, and what you do today is going to see me who you are. Nobody's going to talk about what you did last week. that the biggest enemy you have to deal with is yourself. There's an old African proverb that says, if there's no enemy within, the enemy outside can do us no harm. You have this opportunity of a lifetime. It means absolutely nothing if you don't take advantage of it in the lifetime of this opportunity. I got a saying that when life knocks you down, try and land on your back because if you can look up, you can get up. If you want a thing bad enough to go out and fight for it to work day and night for, to give up your time, your peace, and your sleep If all that you dream and scheme is about it, and life seems useless and worthless without it. See, it's time now. If you want to make this your decade, you've got to start saying yes to your life. You've got to start saying yes to your dreams, yes to your unfolding future, yes to your potential, as opposed to saying no. When you die, die on E. Leave no dream left behind, God. Leave no opportunity left behind. When you leave this earth, accomplish every single thing you can accomplish. Listen to me. You're going to be here one day, but you'll never get here if you give up, if you give in, if you quit. And finally, God, you got to want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe.
portion of This Needs to Be Said radio show is being brought to you by Jada Kisses Incorporated. Hi, this is Deanna Heilecker from me to the power of we.com. Thank you for joining me for this segment of Mindset Minute. Today we're going to be talking about feeling overwhelmed. And the question is, do you ever feel overwhelmed? Well, of course you do. It's easy to feel overwhelmed, and we all do. We have deadlines and schedules, people counting on us. We have kids, spouses, household duties, and the list goes on and on. So, yes, of course, at times we all feel overwhelmed. Um, Often I hear people saying, I'm so busy. I have so much to do. I don't even know where to begin. Does this sound familiar to you? Is this like you? Do you sometimes feel so overwhelmed you don't even know where to begin? That's very common because sometimes things get piled on us and we get backed up and it's like, gosh, where do I even start? I have all these tasks to do and all these deadlines and pressures and gosh, where do I even start? And it kind of is making you feel defeated, like, well, maybe I just won't do anything today because I I don't even know where to begin. Well, I have a few hints and tricks for you to try so that maybe you won't feel so overwhelmed. These are some things that I do. Uh, Number one, say no. Don't overcommit. I know a lot of people have trouble saying no. People ask them to be on committees. People ask them to volunteer. People ask them to help drive with the carpool and on and on and on. And you just don't know how to say no. So you need to know your limits and you need to say no. There is nothing wrong with saying no. I don't have time. Nope. I've committed all I can commit this month. So practice that. An example of this is that um, I only let my kids participate in one activity at a time. I know some parents who have their kids in four different activities. Well, when you have multiple kids, like I do, or grandkids that you take care of, Uh, Maybe you need to limit their activities so you're not driving all over crazy. Uh, Number two, at night, this is important, do it at nighttime. Make a list, a reasonable list of things that you need to accomplish the next day. If you do this list at night, you're going to sleep better. You're going to feel less stress. You're going to just know, okay, I have my list ready. When I wake up, these are the things I'm going to take care of. And that way you don't wake up in the middle of the night thinking, oh, my God, I can't, I can't forget to do this, and i got to remember to do that, and oh, what about this? So it will help you ease your mind before going to sleep. Number three, on your list, do the thing that you like doing the least first. Get it out of the way. Whenever we make a list, we have things that we don't like to do, and we tend to leave it towards the end of our list. But then it's hanging over your head all day. You're kind of working through your list, and that's just hanging over you going, oh, I don't want to do that. It's right there, and I have to do it. So get it out of the way first, do it first, and then you can somewhat enjoy the rest of the day filled with your other tasks that you need to do. That's a good one. Number four, delegate. Uh, Have your spouse and kids pitch in whenever it's possible. Now, you might struggle with this, and I do at times, because I feel like I have to do things a certain way. But sometimes we need to give up that control and let others lighten our load. So um, my 10-year-old daughter just 
asked if she could help me fold the laundry now as part of her chores. And at first I was hesitant because I like things folded a certain way and I'm kind of a perfectionist in some ways. Um, But I thought, wow, she's offering to help. When she's a teenager, I'm going to be begging her to offer to help. So I said yes, and I'm going to teach her how to fold things properly. And she wants to help and she has a great attitude. So I am going to start delegating that task. So What are some tasks that you can delegate um, to your kids or spouse or a friend or say someone's driving the way that you could be going and they can take your kids with them so you don't have to drive? Um, There's many, many ways that we can delegate and push things off to people that are more than happy to help out, especially if they're going to be doing it at the same time as well. So I am hoping that these hints and tips will help you not feel so overwhelmed. I love that you're joining me. Uh, Thank you so much for joining me for this segment of Mindset Minute. To continue your journey to be a better you, connect with me at metothepowerofwe.com because together is better. This segment of This Needs to Be Said is brought to you by me to the power of we.com. To shift your mindset to be a better you, connect at me to the power of we.com because together is better. Have you ever wanted to feel more balanced? Do you wish you felt complete and whole? Do you want to be well organized and grounded? More joyful and less stressed? Would you like to have a positive outlook on life, which will in turn enable you to feel empowered? Then join us at www.metothepowerofwe.com, where you will be inspired and stretched to become a better you and to discover your personal journey to greatness, because together is better. My dog's bark, it won't be bow. Wow, everyone else go hit the 
Introducing Diane Keyes, Psychic Services. What are you waiting for? Get on with the business of living and realizing your full potential. Sometimes we need guidance, and other times confirmation that we're on the right path. Looking at things from a spiritual perspective can help release blocks that might be keeping you from realizing your greatest desires. What's getting in your way? What karmic patterns are you ready to let go of? If you're bogged down in problems, struggle, effort, and unhappiness, then you're missing the point. Diane offers clairvoyant readings, mediumship, past life readings, energy healing, foreign energy removal, animal communication, and more. She is the member of the American Association of Psychics. Please visit www.dianekeyspsychic.com. Are you a personal trainer, fitness enthusiast, or health freak? Are you always answering your friends' questions about health and fitness? Turn this knowledge into a profitable training business online. Here at Tiberius Training, we walk you through each step you need to take in order to help more people and extend your fitness knowledge. You can get started for only $25. Check out our website at www.tiberiustraining.com. That's T-I-B-E-R-I-U-S training.com. Tiberius Training, be better. Joy would like to help promote businesses that go over and beyond regarding customer service. Over the years, Joy has noticed a significant decline in businesses' level of customer service, and she wants to help people have a great customer experience when spending their hard earnings. Frequent her Facebook fan page to see if a business in your area has been certified by Joy in demonstrating excellence in customer service. Log on to Facebook and search Certified by Joy. Are you looking for a new, thrilling, romantic adventure for your summer reading? In Ralph Smith's latest novel, Seal of the King, two worlds brilliantly fuse together to create one great adventure. Review after review hail this as an awe-inspiring must-read. Now through August 8th, get your Kindle edition for only 99 cents. Head to www.sealofthekeng.com 
or search Seal of the King on Amazon. I am a dreamer of the dreams woven, supporting that world, dreams woven into reality, with a support system to help my business, and entrepreneurs like me stay on track. Are you a dreamer? Do you need guidance or accountability to stay on track? Or simply want others excited about your dreams? As much as you, well, let's grow together. No excuses. Go to DreamsWovenSupportNetwork.org. Go to DreamsWovenSupportNetwork.org. Come on and live your dreams with me so I can breathe. This portion of This Needs to Be Said radio show is being brought to you by the Law Office of Marjorie J. Brown, PC. I'm Darren Marlar, and this is your Daily Dose of Weird News. Texas Governor Rick Perry plans to deploy a 1,000 soldiers from the Texas National Guard to the border. I guess he got tired of Obama's plan to just let the border come to the guard. A Pennsylvania woman says she can see drivers who pull off the side of the highway relieving themselves near her backyard. And state police have been asked to increase patrols. Crystal King's backyard in Stallstown, about 50 miles southeast of Pittsburgh, is separated from the Pennsylvania Turnpike by only a short fence. King's 11-year-old son and other children in her yard can see people who pull over to relieve themselves instead of using rest areas. King says one woman got angry when King yelled at her to stop and wound up throwing the human waste at her. And by the way, be sure to catch Dawn of the Planet of the Apes in theaters now. A new report in Breaking Christian News says a cocoa extract might help prevent Alzheimer's. According to a study conducted at the School of Medicine at Mount Sinai, a specific preparation of cocoa extract prevents a protein in the brain from gradually forming sticky clumps, which are known to damage nerve cells as Alzheimer's progresses. So bring on the Nestle crackles! A health food store worker in Louisiana used a company check to pay for some uh, female companionship. Hard to believe there's actually a health food store in Louisiana. We already know that getting enough sleep plays a huge role in health, from maintaining a healthy weight and staving off the common cold to just plain keeping you sane. While new research is showing that getting enough sleep may also slow down the aging process and keep your body younger for longer. Researchers have found that when older adults sleep less, their brains actually age faster. Which means, according to this research, I am about 106 years old. The annual Global Peace Index has been released by the non-governmental group Vision of Humanity. It ranks 140 nations in terms of peacefulness. While the least peaceful nation is, not surprisingly, Iraq, followed by Sudan, Afghanistan, Israel, and Chad. United States ranked number 97 in peacefulness. And if you really love peace, well, you can move to the number one most peaceful nation on Earth, Iceland. 
which goes to show you that peace is boring. An Oregon man accused of stealing an English bulldog puppy at gunpoint was convicted of the crime by a judge who left him with a rhyme. Clackamas County Judge Susie Norby did not buy Jajwain Etheridge's claim that he was the victim of a setup. She summarized the case by telling him, You lied and lied. I can't put that aside. It was your car. You went too far. You hid the pup. The jig was up. You got rid of the gun. Your game is done. Police said Etheridge stole the $2,000 puppy from the breeders, James and Patricia Steele, after they agreed to meet him in October of 2012. Etheridge gave the dog to his girlfriend as a birthday gift for her daughter. Etheridge is going to be sentenced August 1st. The prosecutors have already recommended leniency, both sides agreeing that listening to the judge's poem was considered cruel and unusual punishment. In upstate New York, a man was arrested for flying a drone outside the examination room windows of a medical facility where patients were being treated, which is the closest you'll be able to get to a doctor under Obamacare. The Nebraska State Patrol says 30-year-old Samson Wilsonot of Lincoln was walking around naked on Interstate 80 before damaging a passing vehicle. Troopers say they received a report of a man walking on and off the interstate's eastbound lanes. Wilsonot's accused of physically hitting a vehicle that slowed down to help him. The vehicle sustained more than $1,500 in damage. Wilsonot was cited on suspicion of felony criminal mischief and ticketed for public indecency and being a pedestrian on the interstate. And how was alcohol not reported in this story? A British supermarket has become England's first retail outlet to remove itself from the power grid. It uses a special process that generates its electricity from the store's waste. The store, in other words, is powered by rotten food. You know, like any typical school cafeteria. A pilot who dropped 3,000 ping-pong balls that were redeemable for prizes missed a crowd assembled for the stunt and instead hit a nearby interstate. Organizers immediately called off the contest. Aaron Moon and helpers told revelers at Blackfoot Pride Days not to risk retrieving the ping-pong balls amid high-speed traffic because organizers still planned to pass out the prizes. Most of the ping-pong balls could have been exchanged for candy, but some were worth gift certificates up to $100. Moon says a new pilot attempted to drop this year, but apparently he did not understand that ping-pong balls lose speed quickly and drop straight down. Local meteorologists only confused the situation when they began reporting not ping-pong ball-sized hail, but hail-sized ping-pong balls. A woman in England spent $30,000 to look like Kim Kardashian. She could pass for the real thing, except she has a job. A former WWE champion known as Daniel Bryan chased two burglary suspects that he saw exiting his Phoenix home this week and subdued one until officers arrived. Brian Danielson and his wife, Brianna, drove into the carport of their Arcadia home and saw a door to the house start to open. That's when Danielson and his wife, a fellow former WWE star herself, known as Bri Bella, ran inside to check on their dog, Josie. I saw the guys running out the back. I chased them. I caught one of them. I kept him until police got there, Danielson said. Danielson and Cesar Sosa got into a struggle, but the former champ subdued him until officers arrived. The second suspect got away. The former champ said he didn't have to apply the yes lock, his signature move, 
to get Sosa to surrender, but he did put him in a rear-naked chokehold. Wait a minute, so, so wrestling is, is real? Golf is fading. 160 golf courses closed in the U.S. last year, which is the eighth straight year that more courses closed than opened. Well, you can't blame the president for not trying to keep them open. Police in the main town of Oakland say a pig that menaced two children walking through the woods has scared another passerby. They've now closed the walking trail near two schools where the pig has been seen. Police said the pig confronted the children walking along the trail last week and was screaming at the kids and chasing them. You know, I'm kind of thinking a pork chop and bacon hunting expedition is in order. Democrat Congresswoman Jean Chikowsky said that comprehensive immigration reform would, quote, raise the wages, unquote, of all workers. Yes, ma'am, nothing like cheap labor to raise the cost of labor. Inspectors at Los Angeles International Airport seized an unusually slimy package, 67 live giant African snails that are a popular delicacy across West Africa. The snails, which are prohibited in the U.S., arrived from Nigeria and were being sent to a person in San Dimas. The snails were confiscated July 1st, and the sample was sent the next day to a federal mollusk specialist in Washington, D.C., who identified them as a prohibited species. The airline knew something was amiss when the snails began outpacing the airline's customer service personnel. Beginning in late August, FXX will air a 12-day, 24-hour-a-day marathon of all 500-plus episodes of The Simpsons in chronological order. So it appears there is an upside to being unemployed. A banner aiming to change people's minds about what swastikas stand for has stirred outrage after it flew over beaches in New York City and Long Island. Some beachgoers were appalled and officials fielded complaints after a plane towed the banner Saturday. The banner featured swastikas, a peace sign, the Star of David, and a pro-swastika message. It was arranged by the International Raelian Movement. The group tries annually to remind people that before Adolf Hitler's rise, the swastika was an ancient symbol of well-being to Hindus and Buddhists, among others. The Raelians, who believe human beings were created by extraterrestrials, have faced controversy over similar swastika banners in summers past. And so they believe they were created by extraterrestrials, but it's the swastika banners that are controversial? Right. A drunken 53-year-old man impersonated a TSA agent so he could frisk women. Authorities got suspicious when he actually spotted a terrorist. A 49-year-old Connecticut man faces threatening charges after a woman told police he stabbed a watermelon in a passive-aggressive manner. Carmine Cervellino was arraigned on charges of threatening and disorderly conduct. Police say the woman had gone to police to report finding drugs, including marijuana, in Cervellino's toolbox. They say that she later returned home to find a watermelon on the counter with a butcher's knife in it. She reported that Cervellino then entered the room and began carving the watermelon. She called the incident passive-aggressive and menacing. Passive-aggressive watermelon carving. Apparently, that's illegal now. Something called the kissing bug disease is spreading. If you went to Comic-Con, don't worry, you're totally safe. Well, the nursery rhyme proved right. Humpty Dumpty couldn't be put together again. But the owner of an Oregon tourist attraction vows to build Humpty anew. 
Two men planning a photograph jumped on the wall where the statue of rebar, cement, sand, and plaster had sat for 40 years. And, well, you know how it goes. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. Sculptor Roger Toft said that Humpty was in too many pieces to fix, but the two men did offer to pay for a new one. He says it'll take a month to build, and by command of the Obama administration, will be rebuilt using only egg whites. Speaking at a liberal bloggers convention, Elizabeth Warren outlined her list of 11 commandments of progressivism. Sadly, make a lick of sense, not on the list. A new study found that a sibling will influence another sibling's obesity. That's not good. At least one sibling needs to stay healthy, you know, to donate the kidney. Police in Portland, Oregon say they've arrested a 29-year-old man accused of running up to a police horse, uttering a karate-like battle cry, and delivering what a spokesman calls a jumping double kick to the horse's right thigh. Police say the horse, named Olin, was unfazed and unhurt. A police spokesman notes Olin outweighed his attacker by about a thousand pounds. Olin and his human partner took Joseph Cruz into custody for investigation of interfering with a law enforcement animal. The man was also wanted on an unrelated uh, arrest warrant. Word of advice here, you know, just because Mongo and Blazing Saddles could take down a horse barehanded, that doesn't mean you can. Riots broke out at a Keith Urban concert near Boston. For details, Google urban and violence, and then scroll past all of the stories that are about Chicago. Federal agents inspecting a couple's belongings at an Arizona entry port on the U.S.-Mexico border found two live parrots hidden inside an Elmo doll. The Customs and Border Protection say agriculture specialists found the birds after cutting open the doll when an x-ray revealed something unusual about the contents. The seized birds were placed in quarantine and transferred to a Department of Agriculture holding facility while the couple was fined $300. And then Elmo was also jailed for being a contraband mule. President Obama has picked a female non-pilot general to head the U.S. Air Force in the Pacific. Next up, picking up an aquaphobic to lead the Navy. Nancy Pelosi said that the tens of thousands of unaccompanied minors illegally flooding across the U.S.-Mexico border should be treated like baby Jesus. You know, I could not agree more, Nancy, especially seeing as Jesus did end up returning to Nazareth, his parents' hometown. A new report shows that the number of full-time journalists on the Capitol beat is down 40% since 2003. It's a crisis. In some places, politicians are having to resort to parroting their own talking points. It was little comfort to the residents of a Seattle home along Lake Washington when the naked man who crashed through their front door began loudly reciting scripture. Police say a woman in the home called 911 while her husband grabbed a baseball bat to protect his wife and two young children on the home's upper floor. Arriving officers spotted a naked man walking down the street talking to himself. He took off running, they chased and caught him. Police say after they arrested the 20-year-old man for investigation of burglary, he also told them that he had taken LSD. His Bible version? LDS. Snoop Dogg said that he got high in the White House, and coincidentally it was the exact second the president came up with Obamacare. The former public works inspector for a northern New Jersey town who admitted stealing $460,000 in quarters over two years 
has been spared a prison term. A judge instead sentenced Thomas Rika to five years of probation. Rika had worked in Ridgewood for 10 years before his arrest in January 2013. He pleaded guilty in March to four counts of theft as part of a deal that called for probation and restitution. Rika lost his job after his arrest for taking $500 in coins from the town's parking meter collection room. Investigators later determined that he stole $460,000 overall. Now, how did people not notice this guy leaving for home each day, jingling like a Christmas ornament? Well, that Texas dad whose invention inflates and ties 100 water balloons in only a minute, he's racking up big bucks on Kickstarter, which means that America is definitely ready should World War III be fought poolside. A well-known American Indian artist said police in New Mexico pulled a rifle on him after his dog pooped in his SUV and a woman mistook his cleanup efforts for a burglary. Pueblo painter Mateo Romero told the Associated Press that a Santa Fe officer pointed a weapon at him during the bizarre misunderstanding that landed him in handcuffs and in the back of a patrol car. According to a police report, the officer pulled out a rifle and detained Romero after Maria Marcus reported a burglary in progress at her Santa Fe home. Romero said he parked into the private driveway after Han Solo, his Shih Tzu, relieved himself inside the SUV during a drive to his studio. Romero said he only wanted to clean the mess. However, Romero said when Marcus spotted him in her driveway, she boxed him in with her vehicle and called 911. I tried to explain to her that I was cleaning up dog poop, he said, but she got all hysterical and I just backed away. I couldn't leave. It was crazy. Police said they searched Romero and released him after officers did not find any of the woman's property on him. You know, the best part of this story is that the cops pulled a rifle, but the dog named Han Solo obviously shot first. President Obama announced new sanctions against Russia for its involvement in Ukraine, meaning the United States will no longer say please when we beg for a lift to the International Space Station. Rhode Island centenarian has received something she'd wanted for more than eight decades, her high school diploma. East Providence resident Mary Moniz received the honorary diploma from the Fall River, Massachusetts School Department last Saturday. She turned 100 years old on Monday. Moniz attended a high school in Fall River, but she went for only two years because her family moved back to the Azores amid the Great Depression. In 1949, she moved back to the United States, but she never completed high school. Her son says that she always regretted not finishing. She says that she had wanted to be a history teacher. Well, duh. You don't have to study for history if you lived through all of it. The KKK passed out candy during a recruitment drive in South Carolina. Yeah, nothing goes better with racism than diabetes. That's your Daily Dose of Weird News. I'm Darren Marlar. You can find more weird news at DailyDoseOfWeirdNews.com. This portion of the This Needs to Be Said radio show is being brought to you by Bright Tent Travel, your one stop for travel. Oh, no, no, baby. Blaming me for 
sexy car, wonderful, healthy children, but your home. Your home can be so much more beautiful. Impress your girlfriends. Let them admire your interior. Wallsheaven.com. Remember, Wallsheaven.com. Darren Marlar, and this is your daily dose of weird news. IRS Deputy Associate Chief Counsel Thomas Kane said that more IRS officials experienced computer crashes, bringing the total number of crash victims to less than 20. The number of times my hard drive crashed will fly in an IRS audit, still less than one. South Carolina woman is accused of stealing two pairs of underwear from a Dollar General store. Police say the 34-year-old shoplifting suspect put the undergarments in her purse and then walked out of the store without paying. She then fled in an ice cream truck. Man, you know you're a messy ice cream eater when you gotta buy new underwear. The Jackson family is gonna star in a reality show. It'll follow the Jackson brothers at work and home. Okay, at home. Police in Raleigh, North Carolina, need help identifying a man and woman seen on surveillance video taking a baby dinosaur replica from a display at the North Carolina Museum of Natural Sciences. A young couple was in the exhibit when the male jumped the exhibit barrier, picked up the dinosaur replica, climbed out, and put it in a large multicolored purse carried by the female accomplice. The replica is worth about $10,000. Now, it might be cheaper to engineer a real dinosaur using dino blood and frog DNA. Kim Kardashian and Kanye West spent $500,000 on a body double for their daughter, North. So sometimes when you think that you're looking at a photo of North, you're actually looking at a veteran Hollywood stuntman named Butch. You want to instantly turn back the clock 10 years? Get a dog. Researchers found dogs make us more active helping us feel 10 years younger. Dog owners also have lower levels of depression, which is why researchers suggest getting a pooch for your aging parents. Get a dog for your 10-year-old? It's like your child was never born. 
In Greece, New York, an atheist gave the opening prayer for the city council meeting. Doesn't that violate the separation of oxymoron and state? Authorities arrested the owner of Whoops Towing as he tried to haul off an undercover police car in Oregon. Michael Allen Selmer of Falls City, who has spent much of the past decade in prison over several scams, was taken into custody after police got reports that a towing business was operating without a certificate, posting impound warning signs in parking lots and using a spotter to generate tows. Police say they parked the unmarked vehicle as part of the investigation and then arrested Selmer when he showed up in the tow truck. Well, he had to know eventually something was going to go wrong with his towing company. I mean, after all, the company was named Whoops Towing. A tree planted to honor the memory of George Harrison was destroyed by actual beetles. Those beetles were then destroyed by Yoko Ono. That's your Daily Dose of Weird News. I'm Darren Marlar. You can find more weird news at DailyDoseOfWeirdNews.com. Everyone in the world has gone to bed one night or another with fear or pain or loss or disappointment. And yet each of us has awakened, arisen, uh, somehow made our ablution, seen other human beings, and said, Morning, how are you? Fine, thanks in you. It's amazing. Wherever that abides in the human being, there is the nobleness of the human spirit. Despite it all, black and white, Asian, Spanish, Native American, pretty, plain, thin, fat, vowed a celibate, we rise.
disappointment and yet each of us has awakened arisen uh, somehow made our ablution seen other human beings and said morning how are you fine thanks in you it's amazing wherever that abides in the human being there is the nobleness of the human spirit despite it all black and white Asian Spanish Native American pretty plain thin fat Vowed a celibate, we rise. You may write me down in history with your bitter, twisted lies. You may trod me in the very dirt, but still like dust, I'll rise. Does my sassiness affect you? Why are you beset with gloom? Just because I walk as if I have oil wells pumping in my living room. Just like suns and like moons with the certainty of tides, just like hope springing high, still I rise. Did you want to see me broken, bowed head and lowered eyes, shoulders falling down like teardrops, weakened by my soulful cries? Does my sassiness upset you? (laughs) Don't take it so hard just because I laugh. (laughs) As if I have gold mines digging in my own backyard. You can shoot me with your words. You can cut me with your lies. You can kill me with your hatefulness. But just like life, I'll rise. Does my sexiness offend you? Oh, does it come as a surprise that I dance? As if I have diamonds at the meeting of my thighs. Out of the huts of history's shame, I rise. Up from a past rooted in pain, I rise. A black ocean leaping and wide, welling and swelling, I bear in the tide. Leaving behind nights of terror and fear, I rise. 
into a daybreak miraculously clear, I rise, bringing the gifts that my ancestors gave. I am the hope and the dream of the slave. And so, naturally, There I go rising. In a world where businesses are plagued by overwhelming numbers of difficulties, One Support Network will rise to protect business owners from devastation. Dreams Woven Support Network. Under the guidance of the experts at Dreams Woven, business owners will be able to stay focused and stay motivated as they work their way toward their dreams. To run a business is to fight in a battle, a battle against a fleet of hardships that threatens to bring the business toward failure. To win that battle, one must have the adequate resources and a plan to combat the seemingly endless barrage of hardships. With the power of the Dreams Woven Support Network, obtaining the resources and plan for the battle of business is simple. By using the multitude of tips and resources provided by Dreams Woven, one will be able to vanquish any hardships that arise and bring one's business to success. 897 is all it takes to acquire the power of Dreams Woven. Sign up today at dreamswovensupportnetwork.org to achieve success for your business and to have your dream woven into reality. You special. Your mama's a no-account fool. Daddy too. But you ain't gonna be. One day, everybody gonna know your name. Change, man. So you want to be a singer? Oh, no, sir. What I really want to be? Mechanic. You got a problem? You do music? The only thing that keeps me sane in here. He's a showstopper. It's a miracle. Really? Maybe me and you could uh, work on a little harmony together. She coming, Mama. She coming. Look at these people, James. When is it gonna be when we up there? We'll be back in here. Right now. What? One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, get up. What's wrong, baby? You can't play that bike. It toes. It doesn't work musically. It doesn't sound good. Yeah. Get up. It doesn't feel good. Yeah. Get up. If it sounds good and it feels good, then it's musical. You're entering a game here where the rules are already set out. I'm just a street kid. I'm a guppa judge. Now, tell me what you see. President, I want to go to Vietnam. We got to bring a super heavy bump to the cats over here. Are they shooting at us? They're going to kill James Brown today. You want to go down and hit the man and kill the fuck? There's a woman here. She say she your mama. Baby playing at the Apollo. I feel good. Hey, baby. Ah, I did not now. I feel good. I look after James Brown. I knew that I wouldn't. No one else helped me. I knew that I wouldn't. No one else. I got you years. Played that stage. Two people better be ready. Especially the white folks. Hit it! Wow! 
Are we done, Mr. Bird? I'm afraid not, Mr. Brown. I say, are we done? I think we got more funk in the trunk. <laughs> Open up your ears. Man of genius. Good God. Thank you so much for staying tuned. This needs to be said. This has been a full show already. Still, we have fitness coming up with Coach Tony, a three of the fitness game, author of the fitness game, as well as we're going to talk politics with Valerie Sun. Listen, this is the opening week for the movie Get On Up, the biopic of James Brown. Now, Rhonda Nelson is going to join me in just a moment. She went to see it this weekend. And if you saw it, we have a few minutes before we go into our next segment. Give us a call at 347-994-3320. want to hear your thoughts about the movie. Uh, Rhonda, thank you so much for calling in. And I know, like, I just I was, I was, just pulled you into this because I was going to sit and talk about it by myself. And I was like, wait a minute. Some other people went to go see this that I know, so let them give their take on it, too. So thank you. Thank you for being You're welcome. here. welcome. Well, now, there were a couple of things in the movie that really just resonated with me, like the scene when his mom came to visit him. Any of the scenes that dealt with his mom um, resonated with me. I want to know what scene resonated with you the most and why. Ooh, there were a couple. The, the, definitely the scene with his mom, because I, you know, I was wondering, you know, what do, what do you do in that in that situation, but. The other one was the scene where they were, I don't know if it was a boardroom, but they come in, um, his, his, his band members come in, and the producers basically give them, give them uh, I guess, a copy of the uh, record that says James Brown and the, I think it's the Flying Flames. Is that what the name of the group was? We'll it was something flames. flames. I think the Flying Flames Some or flames. Famous Flames. Famous, famous flames. flames. So we'll just say, call mm-hmm. them the Flames. So um, he gives them the flames and his famous flames. And so I'm sure that the group was taken aback by that, by like, wait a minute, you know, we helped you get to where you are, da-da-da-da-da. And so in that moment, James has to make a decision. You know, am I, do I stand alone on this? You know, do do I, you know, these, these, these fellows, these cats have helped me from from day one they've been with me from day one do i do i leave it as it is or do do i go on that's a a life-changing very very difficult decision to make and and he, and he made that and and i'll tell you anybody that is memorable anyone that has a legacy anyone that you you've seen that you remember has has had to make a very tough life-changing decision such as that one in the in in the room. So that was good. I mean, I don't think people understand, you know, uh, how intense that that probably was for him. Um, the other <laughs> the other one was uh, uh, it was towards the end when there were uh, the uh, band members were were basically say either you pay us or we had to go, you know, <laughs> and uh, and right, it's like, well, right. you know, you know, <laughs> and he's like, well, I guess you got to go, you know, because um, you know you're gonna get paid just like everybody else is gonna get paid. You know, um, I'm sure that, that, that hit home for me because I know that there have been times where I've had contractors and I'm like, well, dang, you know, how do I pay this and do I pay this? Which one is more important? That either you with me or you're not with me. I understand that moment. It may have not been the right decision, but I understood that moment because everybody's had that moment to where, look, you know, you can either stay or you can go. 
Um, his yeah. his his friend, Mr. Bird. Uh, yeah. Very very I pivotal he at the Mr. very Barry. end. I, was, I thought his name was Mr. Barry. Mr. Mr. Bird. <laughs> <laughs> no, the very end when he's singing to Mr. Bird. Oh, oh that, my that, God. that touched me. That touched me because it's just like you gonna, you make, know, you gonna make me cry, Rhonda. Let me stop you right there. Amber okay, just joined I'll stop us. You, right there. you gonna you gonna make me cry <laughs> hey, Amber. right there? I want to cry. Hey, Amber, thank you for um, calling in. And Amber has done a lot of the jingle work for This Needs to Be Said. A lot of the the vocals that you've heard, you've heard her song, Come and Get It, and we got to hear it here on This Needs to Be Said. And I played it at the top of the show today, Motivational Monday, simply because the words, if you just listen to the beat is funky. Now, I'm not a musician. I just love music. The beat gets me first. She could have been saying blah, 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 and I would have thought it was great because the beat was great. But when you listen to the words, you're going, okay, come and get it. You have to make this decision. Faith without works, um, you've heard that faith without works is dead. But she was saying you can't have the faith and not have the work. So, you know, you got to put the work into it. So, anyway, Amber, thank you so much uh, for calling in and talking about Get On Up. I recommend it highly for her to go because she is a, a budding, a budding musician, and she's getting out there into the industry, not just doing what she loves, but she's also getting out in the, into the industry. And she got to learn, you know, there's going to be some hard decisions. And I did not know. I hadn't seen the movie first, but I knew anytime they do a biopic on someone, there's something you can get from it. So, Amber, I want to know what resonated with you the most when you went to go seek it on up. Wow. Um, Rhonda mentioned a lot of great scenes, different ones that really touched me. The one that touched me the most or resonated with me the most is the one where um, James Brown, he was a kid, and you know how they had all the boys in the boxing ring blindfolded, and they had yeah. the one boxing glove. And what yeah. touched me the most with that, of course, that hurt as soon as the boys they using them for that, you know, for that kind of entertainment. But what struck me the most is when James Brown, he was on the ground, just laying there, and it showed like how his creativity. Um, came into play or, like, even during that moment of darkness for him where he looked up, opened his eyes, and looked over at the band members, the man who were playing the instruments and dancing. So that showed you, like, I guess where his foundation was with music and how music spoke to him or was that um, hope for him, like, in those dark moments, you know. So that's the scene that stuck like struck me the most because I know music that is like medicine for me, um, even in my darkest moments. Um, and the one that huh? scene when he was um, that scene when he was knocked down, I saw the other little boys. Somebody came to grab them out of the ring. What resonated with me with that scene was nobody came for him. He, yeah. he was there, and he was knocked yeah. out. And I mean, really, he, his eyes were closed when his face hit that mat. And nobody came to get him. And he happened right. to still be in the ring. He got up, and it's like they, like how are these people dressed up fancy to see these little boys knock the crap out of each other, you know, blindfold for entertainment. But no one came for him. If someone had came for him, he wouldn't have been still in that ring, and he wouldn't have won, and they painted, you know, on their chest and all this stuff. He, that's the part that got me. No one came for him. Everyone right, but I, something else. Yeah, I think um, what they were trying to depict as well in that moment is to show, like, how life happens and um, to show Mm -hmm. that that was a breaking point for him or a moment that made him because, you know, um, because he was laying there, it gave him the strength. Like, he he was able to gain his strength 
where um, only one boy was left, so he was able to get up and ended it up and the one to win that fight. So to me, that mm-hmm. scene just showed a lot of who he was. Because you notice, like, even when they show him older, he would stop and, like, during different moments, he would just act like he's fighting or boxing somebody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and one thing that really got me the most, like, um, is when what what you say his the, his friend's name, the one who stuck with him the whole it's time. Bear, it's Bird. It's Bird. But it sounds like you said Mr. Bird. You say Mr. Bird. We got this most funky oh. Mr. Bird. I thought he was saying Barry, but he was saying Bird. Yeah, I thought it was Bird. Okay, <laughs> but um, the moment when Bird was talking to him after one of the concerts. And Bird was letting him know, like, his thoughts, like, that he he believed he could fill up the arena as well. And James Brown took it in a negative way, like, instead of showing yeah. him that support as but a that friend. that ego got up, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Take up. yeah. Right. So, like, that moment right there really struck me because, like, um, just even with me, like different things happen. Like you want people to support you, even with what you're doing, just as much as you support right. them. Right. Yeah, so. Yeah. When did you cry? I want to know when people cried. That's what I want to know. <laughs> That's what I need to get to the good part. That's what I'm talking about. I cried. When did you when cry? Singing to Mr. Bird when he cried. The, when you you cried. You cried before that. That was at the end. When. When did okay. they cry? I'm not going to tell you the other part. I ain't going to tell you the other part. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, Come on, Amber, give it I'm, up. Look, <laughs> I just, you, know, you know what? My mind is getting foggy on that part, you know. Now, <laughs> right, but, right. <laughs> oh, Mine, too. I get foggy. <laughs> it, there were different parts where I just wanted to cry, you know, but I was trying to hold it in. But what got me was the part when his mom, like, he was out, I guess, helping to make money as a boy, and his mom came by with the guy, and she denied him as being her son. So, yeah, that really struck me, and especially when, um, as he got older and then his mom came to his show or concert, he's like, why are you here? And basically it seems as if she was just there um, for money. So that's mm-hmm. now I see why he felt like he was doing everything alone and felt like he didn't need anybody and felt like that's what, you know, that I believe that's why he treated his friend Bird like that. But, yeah, that is like, that really struck me. I was like, wow. But I felt yeah, like I'm what lady. was great in that, in that movie with his mom, the scene with, where his mom does reappear after they right. had words. He told Mr. Bird, make sure you take care. That was very hard That's what made me yeah. cry because I was yeah, like, okay, like, make sure I she get has it. everything. I... Not just give her some money, but no, make sure that she has everything she, she has needs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And and, it, and the thing was, if he had it, other people had it. I mean, of course, the scene with Christmas and he's giving out money to to everybody in the neighborhood. You know, he, if uh-huh. even like with um one of the I guess I don't know if she was a wife or he just had kids with her but they were meeting at you know his plane to get the kids and mm-hmm. he was like you need anything and I mean so I, he he did the best that he could um, right of course what I knew of James Brown like I love Prince so Prince is my version of James Brown when I saw the dance moves when I saw the performance I was like that uh-huh. he got all that stuff from James Brown. You know, but right, of course, yeah. my, my grandma, they knew that stuff, and all this, all these years, I've been fooled. 
Um, but when he when she said, um, oh, I'm making a long list, and it, he when he just smiled, he went back, and it wasn't a, you know, y'all was just trying to take me for my money. He took care of his kids. Right. And, you know, the clippings that I saw in the newspaper or heard on the news, you know, he was this, you know, abusive man, but his parents were kids. His dad was 22, his mom was 16. Right. They shot at each other, they fought, then they loved. What did he? What could he have done? But on the outside, us looking in, we're saying, oh, oh, he's James Brown. He just, you know, womanizer, he just beating on us. That's how he knew how to relate. And right. that doesn't make it okay to the to the to society, but it makes it okay because he took chances that other people wouldn't have. When I was watching him in the movie, this stuff has already happened. You act like you can stop it, right? So I'm watching the movie, and I'm like, no, 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 James, don't do that. And even when the guy was telling him, James, no, you know, I work for other people, and, you know, you can't just do this. And even when he had the, the black driver, he was like, how much are they paying you? He said 600 a month. He said, here, go get you another job. He didn't want a black driver. He said, he said, did you buy, um, what's the guy, Wilson, is it Wilson Pickett? He said, did you buy him a Cadillac? He was like, no. Do what you buy me a Cadillac for? He, did, he, right. he didn't want things to be stereotypical because he was black. He said, I'm here to make a difference. And what I like, and ladies, I do have to let y'all go because Coach Tony is up. Um, what I like is that he made sure that the, instead of black people crossed over to the white audience, that they crossed over to the black audience. And so he outspoken, and he took chances. And in that moment, and I'm thinking from a business sense, in that moment when his friends threw that, those um, records at him, he had loyalty going out the door. This, one of his friends got him out of jail because he couldn't get out of jail for stealing a suit for like 15 years because he didn't have a residence to go to. So somebody was there for him when the chips was down. So I don't think he forgot that. He fought to have them represented some kind of way. He didn't want to go by himself. But what do you do when they say, you know what, they don't know what he negotiated. And even though the men on the other end of the table said, James wanted y'all in here, we don't even want y'all. And they said that. And so they feel like, you know what, this ain't good enough. You could have did better by us. And they walked out on him. That was hard because now I'm looking across the table at more money and more opportunities than I can count right now, and my friends are walking out. Who do I hang with after I do this? And that was tough. That, I wouldn't have been able to turn my head and look back to them either. But it, it's tough. It's tough, but we've seen so many phenomenal people have to make that kind of decision. Some people come back, some people don't. It's going to hurt. That is the truth. That is the truth. So, ladies, thank you so much. Um, we definitely have to have another time when we talk about this again, but I wanted to hear from you all because I know it touched um, your heart as far as crying because I was depending on crying and that, the scene with his mom, and definitely friendship is key. And what he did to Mr. Bird, um, it was going to happen. It was going to happen. I don't know if he could have prevented it from happening, but I like how he redeemed himself. It didn't seem like James knew how to say, I'm sorry, but he wrote that song. And if you didn't know any better, you'd think, okay, they have something funky going on, but that was his best in the world. He wrote a love song to his friend, the most beautiful thing a man can do in front of an audience of people. You know? Mm-hmm. So anyway, I'm tearing up now because I'm thinking, what if he would have looked out there after preparing the song and his friend wasn't there? And that was an opportunity for me to learn to be prepared even if you don't have to perform. Be prepared because right. that man and his wife didn't come to the event. He probably wouldn't have performed the song, but his band was ready. Because they were getting ready to right. do another song and if I noticed he stopped them and they switched gears to do that song. That the movie's phenomenal. Get on up. If people don't go see it twice, they wrong. Go see it twice. Um, you're gonna learn a whole lot. If you got any kind of dream, any kind of dream, you want to go and see how someone overcome the odds. No excuses. He had no excuses. So this movie. Next time somebody says excuses to me, any excuse, I'm gonna just 
give them <laughs> go see James Brown. There was no excuses, <laughs> none. All right, ladies, thank you so much. Um, Rhonda Nail, Success Instigator, we'll talk with you later on this week. Amber, we're going to keep hearing your work on the show. Thank you, ladies, so much for right, being a part right. of the CCB said and talking about Get On Up. See you all next time. Most welcome. All right. We're getting ready to talk fitness with Coach Tony Ustry. TNTBS Fitness Tribe has been jumping. I'm excited about the interaction that we've had in the group, Coach, um, the challenges that people have posted, the different activities. Last week you told us to put stuff up other than the recipes, the food we're eating, and that change happened almost immediately. How are you feeling about the TNTBS Fitness Tribe right now? Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you feeling about the TNTBS Fitness Tribe right now? Oh, I'm feeling great about it. I think that I'm, I'm watching the activity, uh, and it's becoming a it's becoming a part of life. Uh, yeah. Uh, and and that's what and it's exciting. It's you know, it's everybody is 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 reaching out, and everybody is is holding everybody. You're starting to hold everybody accountable and also mm-hmm. um, supportive. And and that's what mm-hmm. you want. You know, you, you're not an island, so you want to be doing this together. And it's Absolutely. it's exciting to see, and it's and it's just becoming a part of you. Is what we talked about. Yeah, yeah. So part of your goal, I don't know if that was like your total goal, but I know that was part of the goal uh, was to make it a way of life for people. And some of the challenges that I face, I'm like when we started several months ago, fitness has been something I kind of dabbled with. Okay, you want to fit into a dress or, you you know, you a group of people are doing exercise and you're friends with them, so you go. Nothing consistent. It wasn't a lifestyle change. It was kind of, a you know, an event. We're going to go to this class for six weeks. Or we're going to, and you feel good during that six weeks, but just you, you found it, I found it to be a job. I found it to be something that just took me out of my norm, something I'm not going to be able to keep up with when I get back to my regular life. But now I'm working it in sitting down, you know, real quick to do my 10 sit-ups or, you know, my planks or whatever the challenge is or whatever instructions I've been given, I find it easy to go ahead and get it done. It is part of my day, part of my life, and I feel my body. I'm learning my body, and it feels good inside, you know. But my challenges have been with me trying, and other people have been, you know, into fitness, you know, maybe, you know, all their life or a lot longer than me. Oh, that's nothing what you're doing. And that does something. When we talk about our mindset and getting our mind right to doing that, it's like I don't want to hear that. And I had to tell, you know, a couple people, you know what, it's my trying. I'm trying, and I'm not going to let you mess that up for me. And before I wouldn't have said that, what I would have done is just stopped. And because I meet with you every Monday here on the show, it holds me accountable. Well, i got to tell Coach Tony something. So so what what you said, and I've had, you know, I've stopped a little bit or held back, and I told um, these individuals, I said, listen, this is my, my, my effort. And you're not going to knock my effort because I can't do 500 push-ups. If I can do 10 consistently, that's what I'm doing, and that's what I'm going to embrace. And if I can do 20 the next time, then I'll do that. But you're not going to put me down because I'm trying. Oh, that ain't nothing. Oh, it's something to me. And I think it's not even the exercises that you've given us, Coach. It's the confidence. And the confidence and the accountability piece, absolutely. I can't come back and tell you, yeah, Coach, you gave me something to do last week and I ain't do it. I, I, I can't bring myself to do that. So what I found is I have the confidence now to know this is my effort. This is my effort, and this works for me, and I'm doing this consistently. And I can't give um, Coach Tony a report saying I didn't do nothing. So pool to you 
So I, over the months, it's really um, helped me have, like, that fitness backbone. I got to try to do something. And even when my friends, they have the different things that they're doing in fitness, I support that. We may not be doing the same regimen, but I support what they're doing and I support their effort, and I don't put that down. Oh, well, why are you doing that? Well, you should be doing this. No, ma'am, no, sir. I'm so happy that you're doing it. How do you feel about that? And it's helped me to be more supportive of people because I know what it's like when somebody puts down your effort. So um, it, I just want you to know tremendously this has helped me to make this aware of life for me. I'm loving the interaction in the TNTBS Fitness Tribe. Um, anything that you've asked us to do, I may have, you know, messed around and struggled with or decided, okay, I can't do so much or I just didn't do it, but you stuck with us, you had patience with us, and look at us grow, and it's going to continue to grow. So it's we going, are to – go ahead. It, it's going to continue to, to, to grow in mass because what's going to happen is is that you're going to be just – what I call walking billboards, you're walking testimonial of what you're doing, and the, and the better shape you get in, the more confidence you have, you know, and the more of a way of life it becomes, then everybody's going to know it, and everybody's going to see the difference, and then more people are going to either one or two things are going to happen. You're going to either be diametrically opposed or they're going to be attracted. And so, you know, the, the, and you don't care about the ones that are diametrically opposed because those are the ones that are haters and jealousy anyway, so it doesn't matter, <laughs> you know. And, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you're going to attract a lot of people because they're going to want to know what you're doing, and they're going to you're, – you're an example. So if you can do it, they can do it. And that's how they're going to look at it, and next thing you know, you, you're, you're building an army. That's how you do it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, what do you have for us to do over this next week? or what, well, What's our assignment for this week? Uh, here's the thing, and here's what we haven't touched on, and and, okay. and and understand some. My my thing about fitness is, you know, I deal with the mind and the body, but for a reason, because I want people to have a better life, okay, you know, mm-hmm. a more abundant life. That's what this is all about, and fitness is just a part of that, and that's why I work on the mind as well, because you know you can be physically in shape, but if you're mentally not in shape, then what good is it? If you're mentally in shape, but you're physically not in shape, what good is the package? And so I want you to have the whole package, but at the same time, I want mm-hmm. your life to be abundant, and that's why I deal with things like time issues and stuff like that. We haven't dealt with this time issue. And the thing mm-hmm. is, okay. I did the, the time abundance test, and mm-hmm. not many people have taken it yet, but I want I want to deal with I've that. I've done mine. <laughs> I know, you, you did and the, thing, and the reason I haven't said anything to you, because I was trying to wait for more people to take it so that I could address everybody that took it. Um, right. So, but, but here's the thing. If you're under, now you were about a 5.37 or 5.71 like, or so. I think it was 5.71. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So if you're under 7, we got problems. <laughs> uh oh. Uh oh. Okay. If we're in the seven, we got problems. Here's the thing time is either, like I said, time is the one thing you can't get back. Time is the one thing that keeps marching on no matter what. But time is either a prison for you or it's, uh, it, 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 it's, it's, your, it's your weapon. Okay? And right now, it's a prison for you in, in certain mm-hmm. aspects because mm-hmm. how you look at time right now is that 
it's a strain. You don't have enough hours in a day. You don't have enough days in a week. You don't have enough things, the time to complete things, and, and it frustrates you at times. Am I am I correct? Yeah, yeah, it does. Okay, you're right. Well, the thing is, is that we need to talk about that because it's your approach with time and what's really important. Remember when I had you mark off all the stuff that you know we did the list of the necessities and likes and the dislikes and things like that. Here's the thing. The thing is, and this is the point that I'm trying to make with everybody. Your fitness is becoming a way of life, which means that that's a like. It's becoming a like in life, and that's what, that was the most important thing is to make it a like. Some of the things we do, we have to do, you know, whether it's societal or, or health or whatever. Like, I got to give it up in the morning, I got to brush my teeth. I got to give it up in the morning because I'm going out in public, I got to brush my hair. I got to get up in the morning, I got to put on deodorant so I'm not stinking up the world. I gotta, there's certain things that I got to do. And they're time-consuming, like taking a shower. But at the same time, those things don't take a lot of time. You know what I mean? Like, in the course of me getting myself ready, my hair brushed, and, and, and all this other stuff, bottom line is, you know, if it takes me an hour, two hours at the most, I'm good to go. And, most, and that's, that's, that's where it is for most people. So the thing is, is that, if you set the necessity aside and you and you set your sleep aside, you know, let's say you, you get set, let's say you get eight hours, that's ten hours of necessity eating, you know, uh another hour to eat, you know, really. When I say eat, I mean really eat, not just sit there and 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 you know, read or whatever. And that's and that could be a part of it, but just say the, I'm talking some of the necessity of eating. That's going to take an hour. So you're working about 11 hours. So you got about, if, I, if, I, if I'm correct, you got about 13 hours left in your day to get things done that you want to do. Okay? Mm-hmm. But most of our mm-hmm. day is filled up with stuff that we don't want to do. Yeah. So if that's the case, how, how happy can we be in life? If we're doing most of the stuff that we don't want to do, you follow me? You know, mm-hmm. and, and 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 we don't understand that how we spend our time is us. That's us. How we spend our time is 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 our is 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 our is our signature. You know, if I spend my time wasting time, then what am I going to be looked at? Let's say I, if I'm one of those people that don't have a job or if I'm one of those people that you know, are not trying to make it in life and I'm just, you know, out there, you know, just kicking it, whatever, I'm looked upon as being what? Shiftless, lazy, whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How we spend our time is, is, is what trademarks us. But at the same time, you know, if we're smart, then we're spending our time smartly. If we're if we're if we're we we we've we've come to the conclusion that we have to work hard. There's something that we've been told that we have to work hard to make it in this world, which is time-consuming. Mm-hmm. But the real fact is, we're supposed to be all the people that are making it, the 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 abundant people that are making it. They work smart. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. A lot of times, mm-hmm. it doesn't even look like they're working. Wow. Because mostly what they're doing is they're doing what they love to do. They found their passion, and they're doing what they love to do. You love to do what you're, lo- you're doing right now. You, this is you right here. I can tell mm-hmm. every time I hear you on the radio, mm-hmm. you're, this is you. Okay? You love to do this. Now, you might not like what it takes to prepare to do this, to get yeah. to this point, there's some <laughs> stuff that you'd be like, man, I don't, but, but, but you do what's necessary. Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and the thing is, is that we have to learn how to, to relinquish some of the stuff that we, we don't like to do if we can and get away from that. So we do the stuff that we love to do, which allows us to work smarter and be more creative. Absolutely. But what it also does is frees up our time that we can spend on ourselves, such as fitness, such as personal growth, which is important. It is just, it is, to me, it is more, it is, it is more important for you to, to have your personal growth and your fitness than it is for you to go out and make $10 an hour or $15 an hour. Because the, the more you grow, the more confidence you have, the more you can get paid. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? The more so, creative you yeah. are. So, yeah. it, but it boils down to how you look at your time. And that's the thing that we're going to deal with the ne- this, this next couple of weeks. We're going to deal with the time management, the time aspect. And, and All right, I'm in the TNT. I'm in the TNTBS Fitness Tribe right now. I'm going to move that up the page, and we need to complete that. Now, before you go, can you explain or describe to the listeners what that uh, that time abundance test is? They need to go over to the group so they can fill it out. But um, tell them just in a nutshell what it is on um, the scale that it ranges from and all of that. I'm not I'm not in front of it right now, but it's what it is. It's seven questions. And what it does is it's a continuum, and it asks you how, uh, you know, um, how you rate your time in, in certain aspects in, from, from zero to ten. And so, you know, you have to, you want to figure out looking at, at where you fit. I mean, you know, uh, and they're, they're, they're diametrically the questions are domestically opposed to, to one way to the other way. It'd be like uh, night and day, okay? So rate how you are more like, are you more like night or day, okay? So you would have to rate yourself in between those two scales, and that gives us a picture of where you are. And these seven questions are asked, they're just about time, how you, mm-hmm. how you handle time, how you deal with time, you know, what time means to you. Those type of things. Those those questions get you give us a, a a real picture of what your what time is to you and how you deal with it. And once we get the picture, then we can correct the things at, that are weak as far as dealing with time. Okay. That's what the test is for. Because what it's meant to do is eventually get you more time. It's, it's, it's eventually to, to free your time up so that you're doing the things that you love to do and getting away mm-hmm. from the things that you don't like to do, which is causing you angst in your life. Right. 
But it sounds good. I've posted it. This week we need to complete the time abundance test and even um, send an invitation for people to join it so that they can be a part of this too. Listen, I'm telling you from somebody, I'm so glad that you chose to do this. Um, with me because I am the poster child. I was, excuse me, I was the poster child. I'm not working out. When we started this conversation, I had no need. I didn't. I wasn't lacking being attractive um, to people. Uh, there, there was no, you know, thing that made me have to change. There was no life-altering um, sickness. So people may say, "Well, I don't have any reason to change," and that was me. And what I found is that this is just a necessary to my life, like earrings to some women's ears and, and the jewelry and wearing, you know, having a nice handbag. This adds to my life. It adds so much value to my life, to my appearance. Um, I always I thought I looked good. We can always look better and feel better. So bless you. So this is something that well, you want like, to like, be part like, of. Like you said, your first words were, I'm sitting on the couch, and I don't know if you're going to be able to get me off the couch. Those Maybe. are your words. That's yeah. exactly what you said. But guess what? Yeah. You're off the couch loving it. Off you the didn't couch. Because you, yeah. <laughs> you didn't think that you would be able to go that, get there. No, I thought I was going to be able to do it, but it's going to be an obligation. I'm going to do it because Coach Tony said so. I don't want to waste his time. But it wasn't because of me, and I enjoy it, and I love it, and I love the way it makes me feel. So, um, yeah, things have changed. Things have changed um, tremendously. So if there's someone else who's like me who says, hey, my health is fine, I, I'm handsome or pretty enough, whatever, you, this is a challenge for you because I thought the same thing. I was like, okay, I'm fine the way I am, Coach. I'll entertain what you're saying, and here we are. Here we are, and I'm loving it. And I, I was concerned. I didn't want to be – I didn't want to look like a man. So <laughs> I don't look like a man. I still look like a girl, feel like a girl, and I feel great, and fitness has become a part of my life. Coach, i got to let you go. we got to get ready for politics. We will see you in the TNTVS Fitness Tribe. Thank you, as always, and see you back here on Monday. Sounds good. I'll talk to you, and you have a great week. You too. Thank you. All right, we're getting ready for politics with Valerie Sun talking politics. And, see, he's already fitting in shape, but maybe I can convince him finally to join the fitness tribe. How are you, Valerie Sun? I'm doing excellent today. Don't know so much about how great a shape I'm in, but I don't know about me getting into anything <laughs> Coach Tony talking about physically. <laughs> Even though he talked about some great things, <laughs> always a tough act to follow. He is not talking about some great things, but yes, I don't know if he actually is saying things to pertain to me. I love This is a. Um, I try to do I try to I know. I mean, you keep working on it, I know. This is a. Um, <laughs> Another wonderful week, starting off uh, another month, which again is my favorite month. But a good uh, day and good week. Happy, uh, so to... yes, Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Yes, of course. Today anyway, indeed, carry on. Today, yes, today is indeed my birthday. And leading into the segue, it's also the birthday, of course, of our leader. President Barack Obama celebrated his 53rd mm-hmm. birthday today as well. So there's one of the mm-hmm. things he and I share in common. We have the same birthday. But on that same regard, speaking of the president, some of the things he's done, Many of you probably saw the headline. There was some people that were writing in and told me they weren't sure what was going on. They saw the word torture. They saw President Obama and the word torture behind his name. They didn't know what was going on or what could have been happening. Well, on Friday, he actually gave a speech. And when I do the speech, he addressed some of the things that were taking place in Bosnia, as well as some of the things that are happening now uh, in Israel. Now, when he gave his speech, which was kind of brief, he did on Friday, he did mention and talk about some CIA officials who interrogated suspects. Um, 
after the 911 attacks, as well as some of the most recent uh, interrogations, and said in doing so, from hearing what it took place, that they appeared to have crossed the line. They appeared to have absolutely interrogated and, to some degree, tortured some of the uh, victims, some of the people that they were getting information from. Um, the president talked about how some very good things were done, but also some bad things, and that's one of the things that he kind of harped on the most, was that there certainly were some things that were going on that he would not uh, approve of as far as getting information. Again, this was a brief news conference that took place on Friday, so that, and it came on really during the day, so one of the things that got some kind of people kind of riled for something major, major was happening, because it's rare that you see a presidential speech take place during the day unless something has happened right then. So that's always like a little hint, hint, or a little something. Whenever you see they're about to give a speech, something's taking place and used majorly. But what it was Friday mainly was just to address that. Also, we talked about it. He did talk about the border bill, which is something that has been the hottest topic now, of course, working with immigrants, getting them back and forth over the border, making immigration and getting more and more people legalized, which has been the big thing of what happens when they cross over when they come back. It's been that is under the border bill. And you're looking to tell um, Actually, himself. Now, one of the things they have gone back and forth in Congress, and they're dealing with a lot of kids from uh, a lot of people, rather, from Central America. One of the things they've gone back and forth with Congress again is getting the border bill, getting border laws where everyone kind of just want to court on what happens when immigrants are bought in, what's the policy of them staying here, how does it go back? Because there are several places now, especially in Arizona, but other states as well, where they've actually stopped immigrants, questioned them, and if they don't have their ID or can't prove their citizenship or can't prove whether they're they're immediately deporting them back which is contrary to what the border bill is doing. So when he came, he did address um, both those things. That was what they talked about the most. Again, he also got into several things about the the ceasefire between uh, Israel and the Hamis. Um, That ended shortly after it began Friday. Again, it kind of went back and forth. It didn't go as long as we may have thought it had gone. I don't know if all is clear as they say, but there is still, um, there's always be animosity. I think there's still some more. To this being completely finished, but what happened on Friday was, uh, again, very brief, but there was some action between the two of them. Uh, he demanded that the Palestinians release Israeli soldiers that were kidnapped during the fight on Friday. They're also thunder been kidnapped throughout the week. But on Friday, they did get another group in, and that was something he talked about again, having to release. Um, he disputed the notion that the United States is losing influence in world affairs. He said, although the U.S. remains the world's most powerful nation, it still does not control everything around the world. And the conduct of world affairs, he said, is not neat, not smooth. He defended Secretary of State John Kerry and his Middle East efforts, which we talked about before, were uh, somewhat productive. They certainly had changed from what we had been seeing before, and it was a new change with what uh, former presidential candidate John Kerry is doing. But uh, in his role as Secretary of State, uh, the new labor report says the economy has created more than 200,000 jobs in the six straight months for the first time since 1997, which I think certainly is a thumbs up to President Obama and his administration. So that is certainly a change from what we've seen before, and again, the largest increase in jobs since 1997. So the economy certainly seems to be increasing and getting better, which I guess would be another thumbs up for President Obama. Now, they're not all great things he's done, but he certainly has made his mark. Uh, anyone would certainly agree that he certainly has come in and made several positive changes. Not saying other presidents have not. We can put our finger on several things he's done. And again, those are some of the things he not only addressed on Friday, he also spoke about it in a speech that he had in Kansas City. Uh, last week, we also addressed some of those same things, but that's mainly where we are as far as what's happening with the president and some of the statements and things that he said, but many of the people that were afraid or, or I guess, conscientious when they saw torture and saw the president's name and what in the world is happening, what are they doing now, that, uh, 
I've found it to be the case that many times when people aren't exactly aware of what's happening politically, when they see the president's name, you know, you kind of put one eye on it. And then when you hear them say someone, you kind of turn the other eye. You want to see exactly what's going on and what's happening with the president. So that's all of that was to place. You're going to hear him say more and more about it because, again, there is still a situation going on in, in Israel that is nowhere near in it, and it's something that's going to uh, certainly warrant some more attention and more perhaps troops going in, perhaps going in and doing more than is presently being done. So we will see exactly what takes place with that. But the border bill and the border crisis, as it's been called, is the main thing now before the House. Look at exactly how the House is going to pass it, what exactly is going to be constituted in it, and what will take place after that. So that was the main thing, or one of the main things, again, that happened with the president over the weekend and something that you saw and heard uh, through him. Here locally, there were a few things, one being on that same note, Dr. Ben Carson, who we've talked about several times here, as being a very serious candidate for the presidency in 2016. Dr. Ben Carson was in town over the weekend. Uh, many supporters are hoping to draft him for a president. Now, they actually raised more money last quarter than uh, two groups that are backing Hillary Clinton. Now, Dr. Ben Carson is a Republican. Of course, Hillary Clinton is a Democrat. But they uh, actually raised a great deal of money for a man who's not even said yet whether or not he's going to run for president. But usually, typically, if someone's out raising money for you and they're behind you, they have a pretty good indication that you're going to do it. Now, he said it's difficult to sit around and watch what's happening. And that's what got him to the point that he's considered now running for a president. Now, Carson was scheduled to be in uh, Westie Royals on Saturday. He's promoting his book, uh, One Nation. What we can all do and save in America's future. He was supported by many conservatives, uh, including North Carolina Congress congressional candidate Brendan Robinson. Carson calls him a member of a logistics party, and he's spoken about it uh, on several different occasions when he's gone around on his tour, because he's written several other books, but on this particular book tour. Now, he criticized the president and called for a return to our historic culture of personal responsibility which he said before that he feels that the president of this administration has taken a lot of responsibility off of our American citizens, that things are very disposed to do, and he thinks that a lot of excuses are being made, a lot of things are being done to benefit those that can help themselves more. Uh, the national draft, Ben Carson for President Committee, raised $3.4 million in the second quarter. The ready for Hillary Pack raised $2.5 million. Again, there's more people on her side raised the money. Just to give an example, he's been talking mm-hmm. to Ben Carson, not even stated that he's running. And he's already been able to raise just for one group, $3.4 million. And we, of course, know Dr. Ben Carson, a great neurosurgeon, one of the first African-American neurosurgeons before one of the first operations by an African-American. He was at John Hopkins Hospital. He retired from there, but long-time surgeon. He is uh, one of the prime candidates. So you'll be hearing Dr. Ben Carson's name quite a bit. Uh, but as we lead up to 2016, so we're about a year and a half from being in the, uh, in the heart of the 2016 election. And you're going to hear more and more this year about not to be in college. That's certainly someone to uh, stay abreast of. Uh, in South Carolina, we saw Lieutenant Governor Yancey McGill temporarily take over the state. What happened is he filled in for Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley underwent surgery on her right arm, but there was nothing really that needed to take place for Mr. McGill. Nothing happened. There was really no need for anything. To, you know, no need to panic. And many people weren't even aware there was a switch. But the way that works, you know, legally, the way everything goes by, she was out. He had to uh, take place. Now, again, the Republican governor had outpatient surgery for uh, right radial nerve decompression. She returned home that morning, and everything was fine. She invoked a constitutional provision that says lieutenant governor should have full authority to act in the emergency in the case of the governor's temporary disability or absence in the course while she was having her surgery, while she was being medicated, everything going on. She wasn't in no shape to actually run the state. to had something taking place. Mr. McGill would have done that. 
He had the emergency authority for several hours, but again, there was really no issue. Nothing happened as she was back uh, in the governor's office later that afternoon. Now, the interesting thing about it, doctors attribute Haley's injury, at least partly to her hand signing 39,000 letters to the taken office in June, January of 2011. So apparently she's written and uh, signed so many letters with her own penmanship and hands that she's now strained muscles in her right shoulder, which led, of course, to her having surgery. So that's a lot of letters. That's a lot of things she's writing. I've never really heard of anyone signing it that much when they can use themselves. <clears throat> Excuse me. But that apparently is the case with um, Governor Haley. And um, one other thing, Kate Hankin, a friend of the show, someone who's um, well, talked to you on the show several times, she's returned to North mm-hmm. Carolina after having emergency surgery on her eye. I called the spokeswoman Amber Moon. Ms. Hagen left Washington on Thursday night and had surgery Friday. She's recuperating but expects to be back on a regular schedule in a few days. Moon said Hagen has had the condition for a while and it's steadily gotten worse, so she just had to stop and get the surgery done <clears throat> again Bless you. before she goes into the next session. So that was something that was important. Something we had noted in the scene before, and she just simply went in to have a very simple and easy procedure. Nothing, uh, nothing major with that. One of the things that happened in Raleigh that certainly has uh, brought the ear of a lot of people, and that is the case of the Moral Mondays. Moral Mondays now has gotten um, to the point where it's had to go to several different points of litigation to get exactly what's going to happen. Now, Wake County Judge is actually expected to move this week for five Moral Monday protest cases that could have major implications for what's going to happen with every other case that's going to go before them. Because last week, Judge George Hamilton dismissed five cases, citing a United States Supreme Court ruling they struck down a Massachusetts law allowing a protest-free buffer zones around abortion clinics. Now, Hamilton, the Wake County District Court judge, who was appointed to handle hundreds of these cases by the General Assembly demonstration back in 2013, added that given the June Supreme Court decision, she might have ruled inaccurately in previous trials, meaning, of course, she's already given the decision. She may now have to actually go and look into what her, what her verdict was in those cases and look at what would take place in future cases based on that. Now, last year, 945 people were arrested while protesting inside the North Carolina Legislature Building. General Assembly policy comes in and tells them, or the policy itself in general, states that they have to be a certain distance back. They can't interrupt any new proceedings that are going on, and basically everything has to be as peaceful as possible. Or, in fact, they, they start getting arrested. At any point when that does not take place, that's when the arrest starts again. It's up to who's out there, who's mandated, that's exactly when the protest is starting. And as I said here on the show before, they have many people that go down to the protest with the intention of going to jail. They're going to try to go to jail, and they're going to protest. And they say that when they get there. So there's basically a group that's going down there with the intention of going to jail. Another group is going down there trying to <laughs> trying to peacefully speak with us. We've had several bus loads that have left from Charlotte before that have left throughout the state going to Raleigh and actually move more money to other areas, bringing people in. But, yes, they basically have a whole set of people that their intention is to go to jail. They have their lawyers already set up, and they'll continue to go until they get some of the things that they're asking for from the state house. And, again, Governor McCoury, that was several times, has made statements that he's not going to really sit down and deal with anyone for more money. He's uh, addressed some issues, but he's not sat down. Actually, had the one of the meetings that many of them are requesting and wanting to have Probably has a face-to-face kind of meeting and talk to the, uh, the governor, and so far that has not taken place. Prosecutors have argued that they do have a legal and civil right to be out there, and again, that's what's caused most of the friction back and forth with more Mondays. It's just simply where they stand on it and where everyone's coming 
when they come out and how they're doing it and how long this will go. But according to the NAACP and several other organizations that are out there, they are about to get back, uh, as they say, crank it back up once we get back into the session, which will begin on next month. So we will see it here more coming out of uh, out of the more Monday marches and more Monday in itself uh, as we get closer again to September. One interesting thing taking place down in Chester, South Carolina. I know we're kind of all over today. But in Chester, uh, a Pacific, they've gotten together. They're going to actually call a meeting. There's a specifically called meeting. And the reason they're going to do it because they're going to decide on the sale of alcohol on Sunday. Now, if this referendum is approved, it will then make them one of the four counties. It will actually do it. And the main thing behind it, of course, as many other cities are doing, is money-making. Many people know that there's very limited alcohol sales in the state of South Carolina. This will be another opportunity for the city of Chester to do it. Now, the city council is going to decide whether to add the referendum to the November 4th general election ballot. According to Councilman King Thompson, he said that Sunday alcohol sales are another way to bring revenue to Chester. Now, of course, liquor stores by state law cannot be open on Sundays. But in Chester, grocery stores, convenience stores, and restaurants also cannot sell beer, wine, or liquor. It sends some people to other areas, of course, to spend their money. The reason that's significant because it's not often that you get a special session held or special people getting together for the purpose of that, but it's one of the main reasons that they can get some money into Chester, South Carolina. And it's something, again, that we will certainly look to and follow to see how that goes and what happens with it. Few other things before we leave, one being very significant, the Alabama abortion law would be removed unconstitutional over the weekend, which has been a heated thing, as we say all the time, typically once it happens in one state, that trickles down to others. A federal judge ruled on last week that the abortion of the 2013 Alabama law requiring doctors at abortion clinics to have admitted privileges was unconstitutional because it would unduly hamper a woman's ability to obtain a medical procedure. So that, again, is a, is a big story. It was a 172-page letter that was actually sent in. It was documented with everything that was happening with the accompanying order. State lawmakers exceeded their authority when they passed the law last year requiring doctors at abortion clinics to have hospital admitting privileges. And that's what it uh, came down to. This is from the Alabama Attorney General, Luther Strange. That, uh, he's saying his office will, in fact, appeal this. But that is where they stand right now in the, um, in the state of Alabama with the abortion laws again vary from state to state as one of the things we try to inform you of each week, that each state does things a little differently. What's a law in one state won't be in another one. It can be as simple as some of the things that happen with your cars and your tags and taxes. It varies from state to state. So all laws are put in by the, the state. And, again, the people that you put in office are making those crucial and heavy decisions for you based mm-hmm. on where you are and what it is that you're doing. That's always something that's very important and very significant to know because, when things happen and when laws come down, that's the first thing that people always say. How did they get that law? Who passed this? Why is it taking place? And that's typically what happens and how you get in those situations. Tom Tillis. Uh, of course, Tom Tillis is going to be the person running against the Republican, running against Gay Hagan for Senate. One of the things that Tom Tillis has come back and he's uh, kind of toots his horn, I guess, so make sure that everyone knows that when something is done on the Republican side, that is how it's taking place and he lets us know that he's one of the leaders in getting it done. Now, Part of what he's done is that the uh, Republican leaders did two good things, or two things that they still abound on the top they had to, one being teacher raises. Uh, that was uh, confirmed and passed through on last week. And secondly, the Medicaid eligibility for thousands of our residents. And that was the two things that were probably the main two things that were on the, on the table. And the Republicans have followed suit, and now they're all sitting being in, in one accord. 
Uh, that's quite a contrast from a year ago. The Republicans rejected the expansion of the Medicaid under the federal health care law, a move that blocked hundreds of thousands of lower-income residents from receiving health care. Now, this year, the cost-saving plan to remove thousands of North Carolinians who are elderly or having disabilities from the current Medicaid rolls failed. A year ago, lawmakers eliminated career status or tenure for public school teachers in an effort to later invalidate some of the credits they already had. Well, that was they ruled unconstitutional by a judge. This year, an attempt to link a pay raise to the end of tenure that a roadblock. Now, a year ago, the state budget cut $120 million in bulk for teacher assistance. This year, Republican lawmakers tally efforts to reserve money for the positions, which, in fact, they need to. My understanding is there will be no teacher assistant cut as well as some of the other staff and personnel at many of the schools. We had talked about before, uh, this is actually on last week or week before, how it seems as if they're giving money this way, but then taxes are going up this way, and it seems as if the money you're getting, you're spending it right back in taxes, and then they're going to, uh, under the old plan, will actually require more work for current teachers because they have less people around assisting them. But it appears as if all that has been worked out, which is major kudos and a great thing that's taking place. And it doesn't really matter how it got to that point. Just the fact that it did certainly makes many, many, not only teachers, but I think North Carolinians, North Carolinians in general, very happy. If I'm not mistaken on my numbers, we went from the 48th lowest paid for teachers to I think we're 36 now. If I'm not mistaken. If I know it's moved up significantly from the raise, mm-hmm. which is about 7% from what they were getting before. It's about a 7% raise. And they're going to be raises across the board, again, for all personnel in uh, in North Carolina. But the main thing now is how each county and city uses their money. And, again, it's important to know that what happens in Charlotte may be different than what happens in Greensboro, Raleigh, Durham, other cities in North Carolina because it still comes down to what the commissioner allots for their budget to run different types of school system. Because, obviously, larger school systems like this are going to need more refund, more funds rather, and more services. So it kind of goes back and forth. But there is certainly going to be a raise, number one. And, number two, it does not appear that anyone's losing any positions. So those are the things that have come out of Raleigh by the uh, decision-makers there that uh, have done that. And like I said, however they get through it seems to be a good thing. It doesn't really matter who was on what side. At the end of the day, for several different reasons, you do seem to have a compromise. And as I am, one of the things that uh, has happened here over the weekend, we do see that uh, former White House Press Secretary James Brady uh, has passed away. At 73 years old, many of us remember James wow. Brady as the man who was actually shot with uh, Ronald Reagan. When John Hickley came and did the shootings out, uh, Brady was the one, and the Brady Bill was one of the most significant ones because it changed gun control laws as far back in the 80s. But it's something he was a stopped uh, believer in. He was wheeled, he was in a wheelchair for the remainder of his life. But it's something that he was paralyzed as a result of the shooting. And he certainly, without many of the things he'd done, this bill probably would never have come to fruition. So he certainly was, was putting the, the uh, I guess, the coal to the fire with many of the gun control laws we have right now. This was something that was put in place back in the uh, 80s. After this took place, certainly throughout the 90s, he was a stout believer in this and a strong fighter for gun control. So, again, that's James Brady, someone we certainly should know and recognize when we're speaking of politics and things that have taken place uh, from the White House down to our own streets as far as protecting and saving us from our many different situations. Wow. I'm, I'm, I'm stuck. We, we just lost someone, so it's like, Wow. And, and what they've added um, to our community. So thank you for, for sharing. And that, that kind of caught me off guard with all the other news going past me. Um, wow. Now, for the things in Raleigh that are happening that you've talked about, um, when it gets to more, Raleigh, more the decision, uh, yeah, when, with those okay. things, you're talking, these people are prepared to go to jail. 
They got their attorney general. Like, that really got me. So, the, I mean, that's the yes. way to do it. <laughs> they get on the bus with the intention of going to jail. They're, they're trying to go. They're, 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 their goal is to go to jail. So they come up there. Wow. They're going out there speaking. I actually sitting on a standing in on a meeting at um, Little Rock, Little Rock Church um, last year. Here with our uh, president, local network president, uh, Reverend Kocho, Kocho on the double. I actually sat in and they were doing a meeting then, and that was the intention that night. They were on their way back to Raleigh, and they were saying what they were going to do, and that was their intention. But the one thing about War Monday, it has certainly brought in all races, religions, beliefs, and ages. We saw people from ages, you know, clearly in their 70s and 80s, down to people that were 21 years old. All with the intention of going out there and trying to make a change. You saw people from all different religions, all different walks of life coming together. So it's, I certainly want to emphasize, even though the NWCP is to be part of it, there are numbers, number of groups that are part of this. And we've talked about more money now going on our second year. As we know now, they're out for the summer. But when the session does come back in, they intend to go back to Raleigh. So now the judge is stuck with just what is she going to do? And again, last year alone, there were 945 people arrested. In one, in one year, in one session, and no, many of those people are coming back this year. And all they simply want to do is have their voice heard with many of the things that they feel are unjust and unconstitutional that are taking place under the, uh, you have to say, leadership of Governor McCord because he is the ultimate leader for what's happening um, in the government. And that's, that's where many of their complaints have come from or come to. Mm. Wow. That's a, you, you know, that, that sends a powerful message. What are you willing to die for? What are you willing to put your freedom on the line for? And that's what these people are doing. Um, mm-hmm. And they're, they're paying that cost. So, wow, um, this is huge. So they are, there are still freedom fighters, freedom fighters, so to speak, um, yes. out there working on our behalf. And so, again, for people to say my vote doesn't matter, it does. It does, and your voice can be heard. You'll make a difference. You, um, there'll be, you know, th- th- just be prepared. Be prepared to take a chance. It's not going to be nice, clean, and easy all the time. Hey, uh, person in power, I just, you know, it's, it's not always that way. What are you willing to take a chance of losing something for your life, your freedom? Wow, wow, that that's powerful. That says a lot, and I'm hoping that more people will. Uh, step up and have their voices heard, whether they are helping to fund the attorneys that these people are using, if they become one of these people that go up to show their face to be prepared to be arrested, whether they're the bus driver or whatever, I'm hoping more people would find a cause that they're, they're worth, that's worth fighting for and that they would um, take that opportunity to, to do that. I'm just, I'm floored. I'm floored because... <laughs> When you said that, it made me think of, you know, a time before us, you know, thinking of, you know, Dr. King and, and that time period. Yes. But it's still happening yes. now, and there's still things worth um, fighting for, still things that need to be worked out, things that are still unjust. So, unjust. so gosh, wow. And people are doing this today. People are doing this on behalf of other people who are saying my, my vote doesn't matter, or they, they're even oblivious to how powerful they can be. They're oblivious that these people are even going up here to speak on our behalf to make sure that we all are treated fairly as humans, not one race over the other. So as always, you bring great information. You tell us to, you know, pay attention to the first five minutes of, you know, the news every day. And, when we, and I, I'm, I'm getting it. I got it. <laughs> my eyes are are catching, you know, the headlines and, 
and I'm I'm more aware. And we, you know, we have the fan page built around that as well. So, as always, thank you. Thank you, birthday boy, birthday man, <laughs> for spending time with us on <laughs> your birthday you. and sharing with Absolutely. us what's happening in the world of politics. All right. Well, thank until so next much, week, do uh, you have anything else for us? No, no, no. I thank you so much, and uh, we'll convene again on next week. Tall hearts and minds. All right. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> We're having our benediction. Okay, until next yeah. time. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you've gained something from what has been shared. Special thanks to the creators of the TNTBS jingle. It was written by Lamont Champ Josie and composed by Robert Jenkins. Thank you to everyone who supports us by downloading the phone app at thisneedstobesaid.com, by commenting on the TNTBS talk show fan page on Facebook, by retweeting us on Twitter at TNTBS, by also sharing this show with your friends. Thank you for logging in through your computer, as well as calling in to listen on the phone lines. Now go out and tell more people about this great show. If you thought the show sucked, tell them anyway. Bad news travels fast is what I'm told. Either way, tell them to tune in each weekday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're always looking for new guest commentators, awesome topics, and most of all, we want your opinion. Visit us at www.thisneedstobesaid.com. We'd love to hear from you. There's an elephant in the room. You were thinking it, so we're going to talk about it. Until we meet again in the same place at the same time, have a super day.